Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. We've got a very special show for you today. This is a Q&A session from a live talk I gave at a Thought Leader Conference in Toronto. Most of the questions surround the creation of a podcast, the writing of a book. Enjoy today's Q&A session. So the question is, what made you decide to do a podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. It took me quite a while to, to even make the decision to do a podcast. I had already written a book, Magnetic Capital, uh, had you know done a lot of things. I spent a year on video doing one to two minute video updates from the field. I would often do them from my sailboat or wherever. Uh, sometimes I'd be skiing and I'd have the GoPro in front of me and uh, you know I'd do these kind of video updates. And people came to like and expect those. And I got pretty good where I could deliver a minute or two of video without any editing, without too many stumbles and having to do too many takes. Four or five minutes, there's no way. I'd just, it'd be a train wreck. But I could do one to two minutes. But still, video ended up being very time intensive. There's a lot of setup. And it took me a long time to make the decision to go uh, to do a podcast. And it was really John Lee Dumas, host of Entrepreneur on Fire. Nikki's been on that show. Uh, Kyle Wilson's been on the show. John Lee Dumas, I don't know, he's probably about 70 million downloads at the moment, something like that. Been doing it, which is down because he went from daily to weekly. He was at 7 million a year and he decided to take his foot off the gas because he was working too hard. And now he spends three to four months of the year traveling with his girlfriend, Kate. But he'll do 90 days worth of shows queued up in the bag uh, so that they can actually go out and travel for, for three months. So the question is, why did you choose audio as opposed to video format? It seems like much of the media, like much of the world in particular, social media is focused on video. That's a great question. I've tried doing video and I've done a fair bit of video. What I find is that if I make mistakes, I mean, you heard me make a couple of stumbles in this particular recording. Editing that out in audio is a piece of cake. Editing out stumbles in video is very challenging and very time consuming because you don't get cut points in the video. If, if you cut out a word and you're moving, it's, it gets really awkward. So what you need, if you're gonna do editing in video, you need now multiple cameras so you can cut between cameras. If you need to cut out a word, you also cut to the other camera at that same time. It, it means the effort to produce the show goes up by almost an order of magnitude. You gotta worry about clothing, you gotta worry about lighting. It's not just, okay, you know, sometimes if I'm traveling, I will literally pull over the side of the road. The car is a great environment acoustically, as long as there's not too much road noise if you're on the freeway. And I can record a very high quality show in an automobile, but that's harder to do if your video needs to be much more planned. There's a lot, a lot more involved in form of preparation. So the question is, which came first, your book Magnetic Capital or the podcast? I did the podcast after I did the book. So I'll tell you the story of the book. I had met Robert Helms, uh, who's the host of the Real Estate Guys radio show back in 2015. Uh, we've been trying to meet for like six months. So eventually I said, screw it, I'll, I'll just fly to Dallas and we'll have dinner. So I flew to Dallas and I hadn't heard of the show. We were talking over dinner. He said, oh, I've got this show. Okay, cool. I said, I know a few people. I could probably get you a few good guests. And he said, okay, that would be great. And you know, we talked about who that could be. And so I said, well, I've got you know, uh, Mr. Trump's right-hand man who's a good friend, uh, would you like to do a show with him? And they said, yeah, we'd love it. So they didn't follow up. They simply left it with me. 
And so I called George. I said, would you be willing to do, do this? And he said, yes. Where would you like to do it? I said, tell you what, how about we make it easy for you? We'll come to your house. He said, okay. So I called him and we all flew into New York and went to George's house and carpeted his living room with cables and held an interview in his living room. And then the next day I held an interview with the real estate guys in a hotel room in Manhattan. Now, Nikki listened to that interview and before it was published and he said, Victor, there's a book in that show. And I said, yeah, but I'm busy working on another book. He said, no, 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 no. You got to write this one. So I went home that night and outlined 13 chapters and said, eh, he's kind of right. And right at that time, we were talking about doing an event in Manhattan called the New York Capital Summit, where George was going to be the, the, the keynote speaker, and Ashar helped actually with some of the marketing for that. And it was actually being held in the Grand Hyatt Hotel, the original hotel that George... So Donald Trump, when he did his very first project, when he was 27 years old, that was the Commodore Hotel next to Grand Central Station that became the Grand Hyatt. So we said, what better place to do an event with George, but in the very first project that George did with Donald when Donald was 27. So we held it there. So that was the impetus to write the book. And I said, well, if I'm going to do that, and this event is coming up in eight weeks, I should get the book done for the event. <laughs> so I wrote the, wrote the book in six weeks so that it would be ready for the New York Capital Summit. So that's the genesis of the book. So thank you, Nikki. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly, yes. Great question. There's the question is, is the purpose still the same? And I would say, yes, it is. Uh, you know, the purpose is educational marketing. That's, that's what this is. It is educational marketing. And so from time to time, uh, much like Seth Godin teaches or Tim Ferriss or any of these other folks, you want to find, or Gary Vaynerchuk, you've got to balance give versus ask. So every second week or maybe once on the weekend show, there will be an ask. It's not even an ask. It's an invitation. You know, if you're serious about raising capital, you definitely want to come out to the Secrets of Successful Syndication, March 27th, 28th in Dallas, Texas. It's a two-day event. I've been to many events of this type around the world, and I can tell you that this is the best event of its kind anywhere in the world. I would love to see you there. I'll send a very discreet message like that that's kind of an ask. It's really an invitation, and I get people to show up at live events that way to come out and meet me and potentially do business together. Yes. Great question. And do I still enjoy doing it? Most of the time, yes. Some days, no. Some days I'll say, oh man, I got to get a show. What am I going to do tomorrow's show on? But here's what I think about. I think about those 1,500 or 2,000 people. I, I visualize the National Arts Center Orchestra Auditorium filled to the rafters with those people every day listening to my talk. And I owe it to them to deliver them a quality piece of content. This is actually, it's a great question because the other thing about it is when I set out to do the podcast, I, I was very careful, very to be very intentional about what was my goal for the show. At one point, I had this idea, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I could get 100,000 downloads? I just picked that number out of the air. And that would be what's called an attainment goal. Like I want 100,000 in income or I want a new house or I want a Lamborghini. That's an attainment goal. And then I intentionally decided not to make that the goal. Instead, I said, I want to produce one piece of quality content every day. 
if I had set 100,000 as the goal, I'm guessing I probably would have failed and I've blown way past it. So right now I know I'm not putting the investment that I could be from a marketing perspective. Given the momentum that I built with the show, I could be if I was more serious about it at the 2 million download level. I'm only at half a million, which is still I'm very happy about. And I think about those 1,000 to 2,000 listeners every day as my core audience and, and growing all the time. So that's, that's where I'm making the investment. Yes. The question is, which software do you use? That's both for recording and editing. So I'm using a Mac. I'm using Audacity, uh, which is a free piece of software you can download. It's on any. Um, it's on Mac, Windows, Linux. Uh, Audacity is free. You could use GarageBand on the Mac as well. Uh, it's a great editing uh, piece of software. It's simple to use. If I'm in the field and I'm using a digital recorder, I'll take the SD card out, pull the waveform file over to the Mac, and then pull that into Audacity and edit from there. Yeah, I'm taking the script. And the script ends up being the show notes. So I'm writing the script. Uh, I showed you the, the upload. That's exactly how it happens. That was a screen capture. Yeah. So it is about between 40, I would say realistically, it's about 30 to 45 minutes a day investment to produce a five-minute show. Significant, very significant investment. Yes. It varies. Um, questions, how much do I record in advance? And it, it, it varies. It depends how busy I am. Sometimes I'm a week or two in advance. Sometimes I'm a day, in, a, a day ahead. It really it depends. Right now I'm about a day ahead because it's been an insane month so far. Yes, Nikki. Question is, what kind of clients or how much business do you get as a result of the podcast? I get some people investing offering to invest with me unsolicited folks who i don't even know now it depends on the nature of the offering that we're doing whether they're a candidate for that uh in for example in ontario there are rules against solicitation so we're not out there soliciting uh, in the states depending on the nature of the offering solicitation is either allowed or not allowed we have um, what's called a 506C offering, which does allow advertising, but it's restricted only to accredited investors, so they may or may not qualify. Uh, but I've had, like I said, many offers for investment that way. And uh, just uh, you know, people will specifically come to events that they know I'm speaking at because they've heard me for so long on the show that they actually want to meet me in person. I hold, I hold some of my own events. I co-sponsor other events. For example, with the real estate guys, I'm a regular speaker at their syndication summits. I'm a regular speaker on the Investor Summit at Sea, uh, which is a conference on a cruise ship. It's a, uh, Robert Kiyosaki comes every year. Um, uh, Chris Martinson and uh, Doug Duncan is there usually. Uh, just uh, Peter Schiff. Some of the you know best and brightest are... It's part of my lead funnel, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Investor Summit at Sea or the Secrets of Successful Syndication. Successful Syndication. Say that 10 times fast, yes. That's a great question. How do you choose your topics for the show? So there are a number of evergreen topics that I look to, to bring forward on a, on a regular basis. And then the second is I want to do what are called, what in the news media they call tie-ins. So, for example, if the Federal Reserve publishes their interest rate, I'll do a tie-in 
and tie into that particular event, which means that I'm not going to record that three weeks in advance. It's got to come out in a timely manner. So some things can be pre-recorded and you know build a bit of a backlog, a bit of a library. But if you're looking to do something daily and you want it to be topical, for example, one I did earlier this week was on the World Economic Forum. That came out pretty much in real time because you want it to come out in a timely manner. Oh, that's a great question. How long does it take to produce an episode? 850 words. If I have no research, takes me about 30 minutes to to, to script on average. Uh, if I'm driving, sometimes I will dictate that script into, uh, into a document. And then, of course, literally five minutes to record it. Uh, weekend editions are a little bit longer. There's a little bit of editing. Uh, you know, I'm pretty good at this point. You know, for example, the co those couple of stumbles in that particular episode, it'll take me about five minutes to edit a five-minute show. I'll listen through it right through from start to finish. Um, it's not a big enough job to hand off to someone uh, to outsource it. If I'm doing an hour-long show, yes, I could outsource that. The most difficult thing from an editing standpoint are guests, believe it or not, because if I make a mistake, I'm tr I've trained myself. I'll just stop. I won't say, uh, 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 I'm careful not to do the lip smacks or the pops or, you know, those sorts of things. Whereas often I'll have guests and their ums and ahs all over the place. And that is just so time intensive to pull all of that stuff out because it's annoying for the listener to listen to all that crud. So I'll take someone who's a terrible speaker and make them sound like a rock star and, and they'll, they'll thank me for it. Because they'll say, oh, man, I was terrible. I said, no, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> but, but that ends up being time intensive. So it's sometimes the case that a 15-minute weekend show could take an hour to edit. It can be, can be fairly time intensive. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, guys, let's give it up for Victor. Time to time, I get questions from several of our listeners wondering about what it takes to produce a podcast. Hopefully, this gives you a little bit of insight on what it takes to produce a daily show seven days a week. It's a labor of love, and my focus is on delivering content, quality content, each and every day, seven days a week. So, you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.